Welcome to Credit Union Overtime Podcast. My name is Cassidy, and I am your podcast host for the Credit Union Webinar Network. Today's episode is an audio clip from a webinar presented by Jeffrey Johnson with Bankers Insight Group, LLC, and is titled Consumer Underwriting 101 from Application to Approval. Today's speaker has been in financial services more than 40 years. He has been VP and senior lender for a large regional bank, an SVP and commercial banking division manager for a community financial institution. Most of his career has been spent in credit administration, lending, business development, loan review, management, and training and development. Today's quick insight will review the basics of consumer lending. If you want to learn more about this topic after the podcast, please see the notes for a registration link and a coupon for 10% off the on-demand webinar. Without further ado, let's jump right in. Let's start off by looking at the difference between a commercial loan request and a consumer loan request. In a commercial loan request, we consider the character management as a management team. In a consumer loan request, it's all about the individual. We need to assess the character of that individual. We're looking at the moral fortitude, the integrity of the individual. If, as far as sources of information in a commercial transaction, the source of information would either be a company-prepared financial statement, compiled, review, or audited. In a consumer transaction, the very person who will request for the loan is the very person who will provide you financial data. They would fill out the application, prepare a personal financial statement, prepare their tax returns, and that's a conflict of interest. In a commercial transaction, the financial statement may be made by someone independent of management. But in a consumer transaction, the very person that's requested for the loan is the very person that will fill out the documentation of that loan. As far as analysis process, in a commercial loan, we analyze a company's liquidity, leverage, asset management, operation, and cash flow. In a consumer loan, the analysis process will focus upon analyzing the six C's of credit. That is character, capacity, capital, collateral, and conditions. And I added one C called can we that introduced the, the credit policy. And we also calculate the debt to income ratio and we convert the taxable income into cash. So just in case you are a commercial lender transition to consumer lending or vice versa, I wanted to give you that comparison. Now, let's start off Consumer Lending 101 with the definition of who is a consumer and what is consumer credit. Well, a consumer and consumer credit, according to Regulation B, the Equal Credit Opportunity Act, this act states that a consumer is any person who is who is or may be contractually liable for an extension of credit other than as a guarantor, surety, endorser, or similar, similar secondarily liable party. In other words, they need the money for personal, family, and household use, including agricultural use as well. Reg B also says that consumer credit is all types of credit extended to consumers either individually or jointly primarily for the purpose of buying goods and services for their personal use. Now, before we get started, let's take a look at some common mistakes made in the consumer lending arena. One common mistake is that we have absent or inadequate cash flow analysis, debt service coverage and debt income calculation that do not consistently validate the borrower's ability to repay debt. At the end of this session, I'm going to give you some clues as to how to calculate a proper debt-to-income ratio. Another com a common mistake 
Credit underwriting that falls fall short of capturing the essence of the credit by failing to measure a borrower's character, capacity, capital, collateral, and conditions. Number three, if we fail to follow credit policy guidelines for underwriting consumer loans, you can get into trouble when you stray too far away from your policies. Number four, poor specified risk ratings that do not accurately reflect the financial condition of or of the risk posed by that consumer borrower. Number five, having stale financial information from the borrowers and or guarantors. That's all oftentimes very commonly found or not found in the credit file. Number six, consumer loans that are made to consumers with high debt income ratios and unfavorable credit histories or credit decisions that are often based on proposed collateral values rather than on debt service capacity. In other words, that loan was based upon the strength of the collateral, which is always your secondary source repayment. Collateral should not be the driving reason why a loan should be made, especially if the character of the person is questionable and the capacity is weak. Number seven, loan pricing that is not commensurate with risk. And number eight, liberal loan structure intended to accommodate the consumer borrower and cause a violation of a standard lending policies. You know, we financed that car over 12 years as opposed to the normal seven or eight years at the most. That's what we mean by liberal loan structuring. Okay, now, what does it take to be a good consumer lender? There are many attributes that's required to be a good consumer lender. Here's just a few that I wanted to bring out to you. To be a good consumer lender, you need to be a listener and observer. And that means listening with your eyes and also with your ears as well. You need to be detail-oriented. You've got to have a very sharp eye for details and inquisitive as well. You have to be an analyzer. You have to have the right attitude and personality. You've got to be a good negotiator, a problem solver, and decisive. Now, there are many more, many more traits that's required to be a good consumer lender, but I wanted to bring this out to you because I wanted you to do a self-examination to determine whether or not you have the stuff that it takes to be a good consumer lender. If you don't, there's no shame in that at all. Just find something else that's more suitable to your personality and also to your professional skills. Now, the role of consumer lender is to be an arbiter of risk. In other words, any lender within a financial institution, our job is to, number one, observe the risk. Keep in mind that every time a loan is presented to us, there is a possible risk there. We need to observe it and to identify it. Identify means there is a definite risk. Here it is, and here's how we're going to manage it. Then we're going to measure that risk. That means how large the risk, how deep is it, what's the breadth of it, the length of it, and then we want to minimize the risk. If all goes wrong, how can we lessen the losses through loan structuring? We want to make sure that we structure the loan to give us a primary and a secondary source repayment. Then we're going to accept the risk. That acceptability is dictated by our credit policy. Is it a go or no-go? And then we must manage the risk once it's on our books. That means how can, how can we contain the risk from this day forward so that the risk will still be acceptable to our credit policy from this day on? So that's our job and role as a lender. Now, the consumer lending process. Consumer lending starts with the ability to perform adequate credit analysis. And credit analysis represents one of the most important functions performed by banks 
and also by credit unions. Since interest and fee income from loans represent the largest source of revenue for financial institutions, it is vital that thorough credit analysis be performed before loans are approved and funded. And the key word there is before. Now, in the consumer lending process, there are many steps that we can take in order to close a loan. There's seven steps involved in the consumer lending process. Well, I've taken this information and I have presented it in a different format. I like to call the lending process the Sean method to make the loan. Sean, T-I-O-N, which means to act. If I would request some identification on you, then I'm asking for you to identify yourself. That's the act of you identifying yourself. Identification is the act of identifying someone. Well, we're going to take this and we're going to put into the Sean method of making a loan. Now, the number one step is very important, though, in the consumer lending process. We need to understand the major laws and regulations related to consumer lending. Most of the regulation that's on the books today are as a result of our history of abusing consumer borrowers over the years of financial institutions. We were not all that stellar in the interview process. We were asking questions of individuals that were well out of bounds. And every time there's a new law that's created or amended, it's because of some abuse that we created in the past. Now, another step in the lending process is understand that there's consumer loan products and services available to the consumer. So that when you entertain a request from a consumer and you hear buzzwords like, I have an ailing aunt or uncle who needs trust services. Aha, that's an opportunity for our trust department. So hear for those buzzwords, have a basic working knowledge of the products and services available at your bank that we can uh, cross sell to our consumers. Now, the Sean method of making a loan is as follows. The first step is regulation. We're going to speak about and speak on uh, a very few regulations in this session, Reg B, Reg Z, RESPA, and HUMDA. After solicitation, after regulation rather, there's solicitation. That means business development. Once we have a successful business development effort on a consumer prospect, then we may receive an application. After we have a completed application, then we're going to the investigation stage. This is where we investigate all the information that's given to us on the application or any other document to verify its accuracy and its reliability. And the number one investigating tool that we use in consumer lending is a good old credit report. Once the investigation has been completed, now it's time for us to do the heavy lifting or evaluation. This is where we calculate the debt to income ratio. This is where we convert taxable income into cash flow if we receive a personal tax return. This is where we adjust the personal net worth of an individual as presented on their personal financial statement. That's the evaluation part of the lending process. When the evaluation is completed, we should be in a position to make a good loan decision. And that decision can be either affirmative or negative according to our credit policy. Whether or not the loan is affirmative or negative, we still must go to the lending process and that's documentation. 
After we document the loan, someone must administer that loan or the loan portfolio. That's administration. And unfortunately, if the loan goes past due, then we've got to go into a collection mode. Now you see why I call the lending process, consumer lending process, the Sean method of making a loan. Because everything we do in the lending process ends with a suffix T-I-O-N. Once again, regulation, solicitation, application, investigation, evaluation, decision, documentation, and administration and collection. Now, if you do not follow the Sean method of making a loan, you all will be indeed in isolation. That's a joke, my friends. If you enjoyed today's podcast, you can register for the on-demand webinar titled Consumer Underwriting 101 from Application to Approval. The on-demand webinar is available now to view and download. Podcast listeners can also enter coupon code Underwriting 101 into their shopping cart for 10% off the webinar. More details can be found in the episode notes. Be sure to follow us on LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter, or your favorite podcast platform for the next episode of Credit Union Overtime. Before I close the podcast, I'd like to thank our state association partners, Jeffrey Johnson, Bankers Insight Group, LLC, and you, the listener. Be safe and take care.